Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in to another episode of the Two Bros Talk Sports Podcast. I believe this is episode 22. It's, it's, it's gone by fast. We started in, started in the summer and just been hammering them out here for a while. Uh, no clown clubs this week. Nobody did anything dumb or just weird to get in it. So no clown clubs this week. So I guess we'll just kind of start in with uh, Don't worry, just you, you, random things around the... You could be added in the middle of the day, in the middle of the... Of the uh, Recording yeah, so, here, yeah, you uh, could but, be at it. Yeah, we'll just we'll just move right into kind of things going around the around the league. But Michael, I mean, what do you want to start with today? Well, I mean, my biggest thing is is college basketball. I'm I'm all in right now. Uh, Badgers have looked good. Got a nice Power Five win over Stanford. Um, obviously, got the. Uh, Big games tomorrow night, the uh, classic, uh, Michigan State and Kentucky, followed by Kansas and Duke. So I'll definitely be intrigued by that. Um, big, you know, it's big weekend of football that we just had. So yeah, just just trying to take it all in, watch as much sports as I can. Yeah, so, I mean, one question I was thinking about college basketball today, um, just kind of a discussion thing. Who, I mean, who do you think is the best coach in college basketball now with Krzyzewski obviously done? He was, I mean, he was the number one for a long, long time, but then a lot of people are thinking, okay, Jay Wright's the guy, but then Jay Wright, Jay Wright retired, so, I mean, who, who's the guy? Who do you think is the best coach in college basketball? Tenured, I would, I would. Like, like coaching, like, just coaching right now. Yeah, I'm probably going Bill Self. Okay, why? Probably, longevity. You know, uh, the product that he's put on the on the floor. I mean, is it the cleanest? No, maybe not. But, um, you know, he's a proven winner. Um, he's done a heck of a job at Kansas. Um, so, yeah, I would I would say that, that he's always been up there. But once Kay and Roy Williams and now Jay Wright, like, and Jay Wright was underrated. Jay Wright was really underrated. I mean, he won two national championships yeah. in the span of what four years, something right. like that. Right, but he was was ex- at another Final Four last year, obviously. Yeah, yep. it was just weird that he left when he did, like because there were no grumblings about it. Like, it just, I think a lot of times those decisions, like those coaches, make those decisions a long time, like usually at the start of the year. You know, I mean, they can usually kind of tell, like, hey, I'm not really as excited yeah, but, this time around. Yeah, so, but usually... I mean, he kept it to himself. That's what I mean. It's but, usually something comes out about it. But I feel it. like that's who Jay Wright is. Like, he's always kind of been yeah. just kind of that, that mellow guy. And yeah. always... I mean, even as, like we just said, he's been underrated. Well, this is why. Because he doesn't really make those headlines for himself. You know what I mean? He doesn't really seem to, to care about that kind of stuff. So... Um, that's just who Jay Wright was, but th- that was going to be my guy that I picked as well was Bill Self. I mean, we look at his career record here, um, 556 and 124. That's a lot of wins. All, mm-hmm. That's just at Kansas. All time, he's 763 and 229. Career winning percentage is 769, and obviously he's been with Kansas since 2003, but I mean, took Illinois to a to a deep, couple deep runs in the, in the NCAA tournament, and has obviously won two, two championships at Kansas, so... And then he did, I mean, he got Tulsa to an Elite Eight, and then he was with Oral Roberts before them and kind of built that program up. So, yeah, he, he, he got in some trouble recently, but, you know, we've had this talk before that, you know, everybody's doing it. It's just who hides it the best. He just didn't hide it the best. Sure. Sure. Any, any comments on, uh, you know, what you're liking about Wisconsin or Duke, Marquette? Any comments about that as of, as of yet? I mean, I haven't had a, got a, a chance to really sit down and watch – 
watch a game, um, you know, in depth or anything like that, just with sure. stuff going on. But the the thing I like about the Badgers is that there seems to be a lot more balance this year. You know, last year it was Davidson and Davis and anybody else who kind of chipped in. But I mean, you know, we talked we talked in the first game how Klesman looked really good for the Badgers and as a shooter. Well, he 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 took one shot in the game against Stanford. Um, you know, they got that Essigen off the bench, who I said was a guy that they're going to roll with. He, and he can. Like he they, can shoot the ball, mm-hmm. but he doesn't – like, you can tell he looks overmatched. He's a freshman. Right now. No, yeah. he's, he's you, a freshman. Right, right. But the, 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 did I hear that he's the all-time leading scorer? At his high school. At yeah. his high school. I thought it was in the state of Indiana. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that, but, he, I mean, he was very decorated in, yeah. in high school. So, right. um, But, but you, like I said, you, you can tell he just looks – yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going like, to be a player. On but offense, he, 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 you know, sometime in the in the flex or swing offense that the Badgers run, you know, some guys get in some weird spots, and it's like, yeah, I don't, they don't really look like they know what's what's going on. Like, it's just the action is just kind of different. I was watching some of him uh, against that in that Stanford game, and he just looked like all over the place, like deer in headlights. Like, when the ball was in his hands and he was ready to shoot, it was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But the the basic offense of what to run, which is crazy because previously Greg Gard is not putting that out on the court. They did warn us Bo this year. Ryan is not they, putting that they, out on the they court. They did warn us, I mean, at the start of the year. I mean, Greg Gard said at media day that, you know, this kid, he isn't really up to our standards defensively yet, but they like him offensively enough to yeah. throw him on the court because – and, I mean, you look at last year, you kind of look at all guards, guards teams, what what do they really struggle with? Well, scoring, right? right I mean, right. and if he can put the ball in the hoop, he can help them out. I mean, you know, you're going to sacrifice a little bit, but I figure the if you, if you, you can, can put teach, four good defenders around can, them. You can teach defense. Yeah, you, you, can't, put, you can't teach You put scoring. four good defenders around them, mm-hmm. you, you got a chance. I mean, but looking at the, the box score from the night, Tyler Wall had 17 points. Uh, Jordan Davis at 13, he's played nice for them. I mean, a guy who really didn't get many minutes last year um, just wasn't really quite good enough. Jordan Davis has always been an athlete, just not really a basketball player, so you're kind he's of seeing to him develop a into a basketball player. Yeah. Uh, Chucky only had 11, but then he had five assists. He was 0-5 from three. Yeah. But if he can get 11 he hit, and five he hit a assists. Couple big, he hit a couple big shots, though, when it, when it, the games got a little tight. Yep, and so. But then again, you look at Stephen Crawl, nine points, 11 rebounds. I mean, that, that's what they need from him. And then three blocks as well, so mm-hmm. – um, you know, that Essigen, he got 23 minutes. I, I was a little surprised to see that Marcus Ilver didn't get any minutes in this game just because he played a little bit before, and they said he was a guy that could potentially help them. Um, Carter Gilmore out of Arrowhead has played a little bit. He's more of just an athlete. Right. Not so a great, some, great scorer or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, he's usually but. a guy that plays – he plays more when you when you get in uh, in foul trouble. Yep, and like then Jacoby the Neath was the, was the other guy on the bench who got some time. So, yeah. I think the Badgers offensively are better than what they were last year, where they were more of just a two-man crew. Yeah. And then if either of those guys had a rough night. But I, this it's going to be the same as last year. It's like they're going to have some good games where they upset some people and surprise some people, but then they're going to have some games. It's like, wow, I can't believe we lost that. Yeah. Um, I did see that Jim Nance is he, – he's said 2023 is his last tournament that he's calling, and Ian Eagle is going to take over. So, um, you know, obviously not a big thing into – you know, team-wise, but yeah. broadcasting-wise, I mean, Jim Nance has been doing it for so long. Jim he's, Nance is... He's great at his job. Yeah, so, he is. I mean, he's, just kind of crazy to see that he'll be done. Like our Keith <clears throat> Jackson 
Like, I saw a little bit of Keith Jack. Like, he is... I saw none. Yeah, he's definitely our Keith Jackson. Um, any, any takeaways on Duke? Anything like that that you've seen? I mean, I, I mean, you know how I feel about the the non-con games well, where they just kill people. Wisconsin's I just, I, I doing the same damn no, thing. Wisconsin already played Power 5. Well, they played one Power 5 team. More than Duke at this well, point. Well, Duke gets one tomorrow but, night. Um, yeah, and I'll watch that game tomorrow, but... I mean, Duke is going to be Duke. They're going to be they're going to kill these teams on the road, and or, well, them coming into Cameron. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think right now these games are important for them just to kind of get you know these five star, these freshmen, get the basic stuff down. But tomorrow's going to be a test for them against Kansas. I mean, Kansas again, they're for coaching sure. without Bill Self, but Kansas is a proven program. They're they're one of those blue bloods, so it's a big game for them, and I think it's a big game for John Shire too. I mean, if he goes out there and they have a really good game plan, they execute it. John Shire, John Shire is going to really be looked at as and respected more. But mm-hmm. if they go out and they don't play well, it's not going to be the players. They're going to be questioning John Shire. Yeah. I, I really like what he's doing defensively. There is uh, – you know, Duke has always been man-to-man. They've always pressured. Uh, they're you know, a pressure team, and they, they, they try and deny the three-point line, but yet – um, can get backdoored a lot. They're not getting backdoored all that much. Um, they, they're um, bigs. Uh, I'm really impressed with Filipowski so far. He's playing well. Um, he's got a he's a big frame, you know. And and right now he is one of the more athletic players. Obviously, once you start playing against the Power Five teams, he may not be the most athletic out there. But I still like what you're getting from him, Mark Mitchell. Um, pretty ugly ugly three-point shot but he like I would not go out past I would defend him like Zion and literally not go out past 15 feet and just have him make shots because if he gets past you he's so athletic he's looking really good Um, Lively played the one game Uh, they're still missing Dariq Whitehead I like what they've got in Ryan Young so far and what they've got he's a transfer right he's a transfer from Northwestern um, and then I also like what they've gotten from um, uh, who's the who, uh, Granderson from Illinois, Jake Granderson. Northwestern's just weird because it's like every year they seem to get these good, like they have good transfers, so it's like they have decent players, but for whatever reason, they just since don't put their, it together. Their tournament run, Chris Collins, yeah, just hasn't yeah. been able to put it together. But yeah. I think that school's so grateful that Collins even got him in the tournament. It, I mean. He's, they say they say every year he's on the hot seat, but then he never gets fired. You know, he survives. So I think they're just so grateful for what he did getting him in the in the in the tournament that year. And I mean, that team was pretty good. I mean, they they were fun to watch. And um, Jeremy Roach is obviously gonna be. It, it, they're gonna go as Jeremy Roach goes. And you know, right now he's improved his three point shooting. Um, there's a dog out there. J- Jalen Blake's is a dog. He is fun to watch. He is very fun to watch. He's about 6'2", 200 pounds, and he wants to get in you and play defense. And he's shown a little bit of a developing a shot. Um, so he is, he is somebody that um, I can definitely see getting some good minutes this year, and then we'll, we'll be able to take the reins once Roach leaves. Where did Joey Baker go again? Where did he transfer yeah, to? Yeah, where did he transfer? I don't even know. A look. Um, 
I mean, as we're looking here, I did see. Do you remember remember Peja Stoyakovich? His kid just rec- five star. His just kid, his kid's a five star. He's going to Stanford. Stanford. All right, yeah. so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think another another person to talk about that's interesting who people really forgot about because he just didn't play well last year. But Imani Bates. I mean, this kid was supposed to be you know the next KD. They called him come out of high school. Went to Memphis last year. Was hurt. I believe he had some ineligible. Ability issues. I'm surprised he didn't go right to the And then NBA. now he's at, he transferred to Eastern Michigan going back home and put up huge numbers against them, against Michigan. They almost upset Michigan. I believe he had like 30 points. So I think that'll be kind of an interesting mm-hmm. storyline because he's fell, on, fell off a lot of draft boards, stuff like that. But because like that's the thing, Penny Hardaway's a really good recruiter, just hasn't been a great coach yet. Right. But so I was a little surprised to see that he transferred out of there because I mean, he, he was more hurt than anything. Um, Joey Baker went to Michigan. That's where he went to. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's where he went. Uh, I mean, any other college basketball storylines we got here? Anything else? Um, we talked about a little bit before. West Virginia, their athletic director stepped down, so that'll be interesting to see what happens. Kind of just not just basketball-wise, but altogether at that school, what happens. And Bob Huggins had that's his alma mater. That's going to be his job until yep. he wants to be done with it. <clears throat> yep. um, but another another loss for Louisville. Yeah, um, they're not looking good. No, they're not. I mean, I think Bellerman's really good. I think if they could, we talked about this last week, if they could get in the tournament, I think well, they would be. Right but state. still, Louisville's, they, they are in trouble. Nolan, you should have stayed here. You should have stayed at Duke. Yeah, right. And I think Nolan went, you know, obviously because his, cause his uh, dad played for them. So, um, you know, obviously that makes sense. But, yeah, not a good, um, not a good, good start for, for Louisville right now. Definitely not a good start. Yeah, I mean, we're only a couple games in, but um, the one Duke game that I did want to watch, I was I was trying to watch, but I had some homework to do, so I just had to turn it off. I had to get that done and couldn't really watch it. And, again, I'm not I'm not a big, big guy. Michael knows this, but I'm not a big guy in the in the non-conference blowouts. They're just not really interesting to me. I'd rather put on a – I would rather watch a, a, a close game with two teams that I don't really root for than i watch a game – where teams up forty on somebody else. Well, it's just, right. it's but, just it's just boring to me. Yeah, but everybody has everybody does it. I get it. Okay? But it's everybody but, does it. But you I'm wa- just gonna flip it. Well, I get that, but you're watching Wisconsin. You watch Wisconsin play their first game of the season. But not you in, watch Marquette. Not intently. I didn't well, watch I, I haven't watched one minute of Marquette yet. But yeah, I that's haven't. and I wouldn't watch I that did team. see though Joplin had a big night the other night. He I had like twenty five, so yeah. that's kinda cool. I mean local kid again. Um but yeah, I'm just not big into the blowouts. Well, I get that, but Duke's playing Kansas next week, and I will third, watch. I will right. watch that tomorrow. And then I have time. Thanksgiving weekend, they they're in the yeah. the uh, Phil Knight tourney, and I will. Will they be playing Oregon State, and they'll have two more. So the, those things are happening. You know, I will absolutely watch that. I just they're going to have the the. But what I'm saying <coughs> is, every Power Five team does it. Yep. So it's. But I would know. just rather watch a close game. I mean, just me personally. Well, I understand that, but you gotta know what your team is. You can't just find out what your team is in January. I'll find out tomorrow night when they play one of the best teams in the country. That's, that's see, if they, see if they stack up. Uh, NBA, not a whole lot going on here. Uh, the Bucks have been, you know, Giannis has been resting a knee injury. Drew's been resting an ankle, so the Bucks are gonna be fine as soon as they get healthy. Giannis is playing again tonight. Drew is out, but. We talked about them a little more last week. We think that they're just, you know, they're going to be fine. They're going to win 50, 55 games no matter what. They have, they have a good bench enough. Um, the one thing that you and I were a little, conf- little, I wouldn't say confused, but just like surprised by is that they, they're pretty actively, I think, shopping Grayson Allen. Yeah. Uh, Michael, do you want to give your thoughts on that? 
I just... I, I just feel like Grayson Allen is a very good fit for your team. You know, he he doesn't command the ball, right? Like, you don't, you're not running stuff for Grayson Allen. He's there to space the floor and shoot the ball. Um, he can handle the ball when you need him to. Um, he can get you something if you need him to, but that's not what he's there for. And as a wing defender, he's a little undersized, but he's he's you know a, a very competitive defensive player. I mean, he he works his ass off out there. And I just think the the fact that people, um, you know, that that he's being shopped, it just don't. I don't like it when teams have a luxury at a position, and then they they start to. Uh, trade those pieces away because what's going to happen is injuries. It's still an 82 game season, right? Like right now you're out, you're without Pat and Middleton. You, I, I don't foresee them guys once they come back being healthy the rest of the year. You know, there are nagging injuries. So you don't trade away that type of talent. I understand that they want to get like a three and D guy, you know, a, a bigger uh, forward for well, a three and D wing, and that's what I was gonna say. Do you think because they have a little bit more of an influx at the guard than they do at the forward? If you know, if they flipped them in a in a trade for Jay Crowder or somebody, you know, that's why they're doing it. When Javon Carter's played so well that you can just throw him kind of in Grayson's spot. I've just like and I then said, I don't they've th- gone big in the past with Giannis and Lopez and Portis together. Where that's what, I mean, that's why I think they would be doing it. I just, I, you know, kind of reminds me of the. Uh, the Brewers this year, you know, trading away hater. You're trading away talent, and then what's the thing that hurts you? It's your bullpen now. Like, but I don't think Grayson would be anywhere I, I, in comparison to what hater. I, no, was. I'm saying you have a wealth of talent, and if you start trading away that talent and you have injuries, your depth, like that's Milwaukee's biggest thing right now. Besides Giannis, right? What is what is Milwaukee the best at? It's their depth. They can they can go so deep, and if if you are getting rid of Grayson Allen, who's going to have to step under that? It's going to have to be Bochamp. Are you ready for Bochamp right now, to to get significant, fifteen to twenty minutes a night? I don't think we're there yet, and that's that's why I'm not ready to trade away Grayson Allen, and it's got nothing to do with Duke. It's all to do with being a buck right now. Did, uh, did you see Giannis was in Oshkosh the other night? I did. Watching uh, Alex, that's kind buddy of cool. Had, buddy goes to a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the herd games, um, and he was there, and um, he had, had sent me some pictures of Giannis, and he said Giannis was doing more coaching from the sidelines than the actual coach was. Which I'm sorry, but I've, you know, I've, I went to a, a herd game with Cody and Tyler last year, and it is just, it's hard to like it is bad basketball. Well, is it really though? Is it oh, really it's, bad it's, basketball? It's bad. I mean, is it better than college? It's professionals. <laughs> I mean, it is. There is no defense at all. It is. It is hard to watch. Well, I mean, that's the NBA. It, it's worse than the. Well, NBA. I get it's like, worse it's, than the NBA. Oof. The reason why it's worse than the NBA is because they're like under so, the NBA. Like, so many of their games are like. One thir- like the other night they won one thirty five one thirty three I think the game we went to was like one forty to one twenty like it is oh god I yeah I Cody had free tickets I wouldn't have paid for any tickets because it's, a lot of, it, it's it, I mean it's cool to have a you know a team like that around here and it's good for the Bucks to have a feeder team like that oh, because for sure it is you know ten fifteen years ago the G League was like. 
think the Bucks had the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, and they shared it with the Pacers and the Pistons, just a couple other teams. And now pretty much every team's got, got their it, own man. team. So that's good. But, yeah, it's it's hard for me to watch. I'm not going to lie. The games that I've gone to, it's like, wow. I mean, that's there's no no effort on the defensive end at all. Well, I haven't been to one yet, so I don't know. You don't got to waste your time. <laughs> Um, I mean, with that, we'll, we can go ahead. We'll move into our college football for the week. I had another fantastic week, so we'll get into that. And, uh, yeah, we'll start her up. All right, so let's take a look at what we had for last week, college football. Um, first game we had was LSU at Arkansas. Um, LSU was was favored by three. Um, how much of this game did you see? I watched zero college football on Saturday. I had a scrimmage in the morning, and I had roughing till 7 p.m. You'd never know he's a professional podcaster. Nope. You'd no. never know about it. Once basketball season starts around the area, it is go 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 for trades. Yeah, There's yeah, not much, not much else that I got going on. Other so than this basketball. game had snow. I did listen to some podcasts, so I get a little, right, little, so I could chip in a little bit yeah. here and there. But. So this game did have snow. Um, LSU brought their own chicken broth, chicken noodle, chicken noodle soup. Um, yeah, on the sidelines, they brought their own to Why? try and keep guys warm because That's it was. Just- Dumb. Under forty degrees. That's dumb. Yeah, that that's clown club worthy. Just putting it out there. That is clown yeah, club I was worthy. Telling you they did it. So so LSU, um, they ended up winning thirteen ten. Uh, this game was six to three. Three field goals in the first half. KJ Jefferson didn't play for Arkansas in this he game. He did not. That's I mean that's that's a big not. thing for them. And guess who Michael picked as his quarterback? KJ Jefferson. You got to stop. You got to stop college football <laughs> DraftKings. Like, <laughs> I think was, you texted me though. You said that you had two guys that were yeah. out, and then the week before, obviously, you took Will Howard. And, yeah. Yeah. You got to stop. Not, just stop. Not, just stop. It was not good. Definitely not good. Um, but yeah, uh, LSU did win. I think this puts LSU now because Alabama beat Ole Miss. We'll get to they that are game. they are like in first place and yes. pretty much clinched to get the to, the, to the SEC yep. title yep. game, they which clinched. is crazy because you look at week one, they look so bad against FSU, and we were talking about like, wow, this team might you know they might win seven games most, and now right they they found something. They're eight and two, and they're going to the SEC title game. Right. Um, I did want to address our. Um, who the team that started in the top 10 and where they were going to finish because now Notre Dame is ranked. Yeah, Drew Pine turned it around. Tommy yeah. Reese turned, yeah. turned, turned the offense around. Drew Pine has figured something out. I don't know if you saw that Texas A&M lost again yeah. this weekend. They are 3-7. and seven. Just... We're going to have two teams this year I, that aren't going to end so, up ranked. So, obviously... Started in the top 10. So... Obviously, you know, you've got Jimbo Fisher as a recruiter, but what is Jimbo Fisher? I did, like, is he I, on the hot seat? I did see that a five-star decommitted from them I did this weekend. <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, he came to his senses quick or something yeah. like that. Like, they're they're struggling. Now, they think they found <clears throat> their quarterback for the future, true freshman, yeah. um, in Connor Wegman, but yeah, they, they're not looking good at all. Um, 
they, yeah, it's just it's not a good product. Yeah, and the, and the other team that's starting the top ten that might not reach a bowl game is uh, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's they're five in five. They're in, they they very well could not make a bowl game as well. So we'll see there. But they aren't going to end up ranked. So I mean, two teams at top ten. They say every year there's at least one. This year there's going to be two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who knows? Maybe maybe Notre Dame loses their next two and they don't show up in it either. Well, they may not show up, but but as of right now, they're seven and three. Yeah, they're playing better. They are. They're definitely playing better. Um, so next we had... So that was a push, right? That was a push, yeah. That game was minus three, um, and everybody took LSU, so that game did push. Go Tigers! Uh, next we... Oh, I did want to do a little housekeeping here. Did you see that Vanderbilt beat Kentucky? Did it? That's interesting. 24-21 in Kentucky. I think they scored less than a minute left. UCLA lost at home this week, too. UCLA to, uh, to Arizona, to right? Arizona, yeah. yeah. Jaden Deloria. Um, this, was, this was Vanderbilt's first win in the SEC. On the road. All right. No. I think this is their first SEC win since 2018. Gone twenty six games. <laughs> that's that's rough. Twenty six games. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. So good for Vanderbilt. Good for Vanderbilt to get that win. Um, so Remember when Derek Mason was gonna be like the guy? You know, he was the next coach. Do you know where he is right now? I I know he's somewhere, but he's struggling as a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. Yeah, yep, that's what it was. They're, but they're I, I remember bad he was defensively right He now. was supposed to be like, cause was he right after James Franklin, or was he a little bit after? I, I think he was. Yeah, because he was supposed to be the dude to kind of like take them to that next step. Yeah, and yeah, did not work out. Definitely did not. James Franklin was really the only guy that's won at Vanderbilt, but. Oh, maybe I should build them in college football. They'd be a fun team to build in the SEC. Um, so next we had Alabama at Ole Miss. Um, Alabama was favored by 11.5. Myself, Trace, and Cody all took Alabama. Ole Miss with the cover. Uh, it was 30-24. to 24. I believe Bama was down in this game. They're down, they were down 17-7 at one point. Yeah, they were down 24-17, I know, definitely. And scored the final 13 points to get that win. Um, basically had to get a stop in the red zone um, late in this game with about uh, 45 seconds left to win. Um, so Alabama, the crazy thing is, is 8-2 season, you're ranked in the top 10, and it's a down year for you. That's where Alabama's standards are. And that's that's difficult. Yeah, I mean the Ole Miss loss to LSU, yeah, it was a blowout, but they were they were winning, you know, in the second quarter. It it looks better and better for them with every LSU win, but um, Ole Miss kind of ran all over Alabama in this game. They I did. heard, and you know, Alabama. The thing is, is that they're gonna just kind of do whatever Bryce Young does, and kind of hope he's the just keeps pulling tricks out of his magician's hat, but. They just don't have the weapons this year that they've had in the years past for him to, it's him kind to of work a Clemson, with. And, it's kind of a Clemson and, thing. It's the receivers. And, They're not. And even with Gibbs, like they just haven't had that rushing attack that they've had over yeah. the last couple of years where it's like they just keep hammering out NFL talent, NFL talent. And So, I mean, Alabama, yeah, eight, like you said, 8-2, and two, ranked 9 in the country, but it's a down year for them. But you look at the other side of the ball, Ole Miss, 8-2, you're ranked 11. You're battling with Alabama. I mean, this is what you want. I mean, you're, you're having a chance to yep. go up against the top – top teams in the SEC and you know I've always liked Lane Kiffin I think it's just he got put in some 
tough situations as a young coach. I mean, going to Oakland, that probably wasn't the best thing for him. And um, yeah, I just I think he's matured and he's you know he's he's showing that he can run a top tier program again. Yep, yep, definitely. So myself, uh, yeah. Well, I already said that. Myself, Trace, Cody, uh, picked this one, but Ole Miss with the win. So Robin, Robin Penn's got that win. Next, we had Wisconsin at Iowa. Wisconsin was favored by one. It, it, it's, it was a rough product. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch this game, but I, from what I heard, it was probably an all right thing. Uh, from what I heard, the Badgers kind of just beat themselves. I mean, the defense played well. and it did. Graham Mertz looked worse than Petrus. I mean, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know what they got to do. I don't know if they got to go to the transfer portal and find a quarterback, but it just seems Graham Mertz just cannot get over the hump and kind of put multiple games together where he's playing well. He just he has not figured it out. And then we got to deal with all the Braylon Allen to other schools crap, and it's just like really the difficulty uh, in this game was the fact that they could not run the ball. Uh, Wenig, Wenig, the right guard, seventy-eight was awful. He was awful. And that's really what Wisconsin's got to do to get themselves back to where they were. You know, Wisconsin can be a 10-2, 9-3, 11-1, that type of team when they can get whatever they want running the ball. And they've done that, right? They did it. They went 12-0 and in a regular season with Jonathan Taylor. Was that his freshman year? With, like, Horny, with Hornybrook. Yeah, yeah. They, you can do that. But you are, you are turning out six, seven yards every time you run the ball, right? I mean, they're, they're, their offensive line play has gone down drastically. I mean, do you think that has anything to do with Joe Rudolph leading, leaving? Probably. I mean, that, I mean Probably. he was obviously he was the you know, O-line coach for so long, and obviously he was good at it. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing was is the announcers were saying, you know, the, the thing about the thing about these these offensive linemen that Wisconsin recruit are guys that just mash and go straight forward, right? They can't protect, uh, they can't pass protect. They're not they're not made to go back and pass protect. Well, they weren't mashing to run the ball, so therefore they're put in third and longs, and it was it was not pretty. It was just not pretty. So, like I said, obviously. I don't. I, I fell asleep in the beginning of this game, but I know they had a pick six. I feel like they had a blocked punt. I know. Yeah, they they had a blocked punt. I they had a blocked punt, that. which gave yeah. them a short field. Um, <clears throat> so when you add those things up and you lose the game twenty four to fourteen, but you gave up fourteen points when your defense wasn't on the field, it's you know it's difficult. Like that's the thing. When you play the way Wisconsin does, you can't beat yourself. And that's what they've done too much. Well, and that's year. what they've been so good at the last couple of years is you know just winning the winning the little things and the, yeah. the under did cover in this game. We talked about the under being thirty five. It was twenty four ten. So yeah, uh, right on the line. But I mean, I'll tell you, this is how wrong people were at Graham Mertz. I mean, obviously he committed Wisconsin, but had offers from Alabama, Clemson, Georgia at the time when those were the teams that were in the college football every single playoff every single year. Um, Notre Dame had an offer at him. Ohio State had an offer. So literally every team in the country wanted him. You know, everybody offered him. And he comes to Wisconsin. He's supposed to be the, you know, the guy who brings him over to the next step. Now, I don't think the offensive line has helped him. I think that this I is was, it, just... it's decreased since he's got here. But there's like I feel like he just tries to do too much. You know, instead of just throwing it away, 
he'll try to make the, fit it in some window that he shouldn't or just tries to make something happen. It's yeah. like, dude, just take the extra five yards or something like that. And, right. But it's just frustrating because it's like, yes, there was expectations, but literally every school in the country wanted him, and it just hasn't worked out. Yeah. Well, the – I think the difficulty with Graham Mertz, you know, two things. One, yes, the offensive line has not been good. Like, the offensive line has really hurt them. But two, he really hasn't had to battle anybody. Like, who's the quarterback that's coming in that he's battling against? He, he knows this job is his. There's nobody better behind him. I, I think the Badgers did screw up a couple years ago when they just gave it to him instead of Cone when he came back. I mean, Jack Cone... He was a proven guy. He, he'd yeah. been there, done that. He'd played well. Starts the year off with a broken foot. They just say Graham Mertz is our quarterback. He comes back, and they just don't even let. They don't. They, they sip the Kool-Aid too early with the five-touchdown performance against Illinois when Illinois was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Jack Cohn was a good quarterback. He was decent at Notre Dame last year, and he was sitting on an, he was sitting in an NFL training camp yeah. at some point this year. I just... I think the, the extra two years of development where Mertz wasn't put in those high-stress situations right away would have helped because clearly for him the, these stressful situations haven't worked out where some guys it's like you want to throw them into the fire right yeah. away and it just seems that he's not the guy that you want to throw into the fire right away. Right. And like I said, I, this, this has been a tough year, but they need to, they need to figure out that offensive line because if, if you can't run the ball at Wisconsin, what are you doing? I mean, it's just... You know, you, you you don't have a good product. And I mean, they just they can't do it against the top teams. Like you know, they right. they they can run against the Marylands. They can run against the I can't even say Illinois, but they can run against the Purdue's, the teams that don't have those good right. defenses. But anytime that somebody's supposed to be better than them, they have been. Right, right. So Rob was the only one that picked Iowa in this game. So Rob gets the W. Next we had UCF and Tulane. Um. Tulane was favored by one and a half. Everybody took Tulane. I took UCF. UCF won by seven. I didn't see any of this game. I only watched it because of the score. I don't know anything about either two teams. Actually, the quarterback for UCF was John... What's his name? John Reese Plumley. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, John Reese Plumley. Um... 18 carries, 176 yards, and two touchdowns as a quarterback. So that was, that was a pretty nice, pretty nice game. Um, they did win 38-31. Like I said, I didn't want to pick the game, but we got to when both teams are ranked in the top 25. What are you going to do? So um, I saw uh, Southern Florida fired their coach too, USF. Okay. This is another program who they're kind of like Kansas. I mean, they're not a power five, but they were – really good at the end of the 2000s and just have never been able to to yeah. swing back up and obviously now Kansas probably found their guy in Leopold but um, yeah I mean that's a program that just hasn't been able and there's so much talent down in Florida to recruit it, yeah you, know, but you feel also, like you feel like you could just get a couple of those guys but you're, to, you are also I get it losing. I get it but and that's the thing you're not losing to just Miami Florida State and Florida you're lo- you know any of those SEC just, teams you could can just, go in there and pick the conference they want. you play in. You could probably just go sit with three stars. Just go get. You don't have to go after the five stars, and then you start winning with some three stars and four yeah. stars. Then you can go after the big guys. But right, yeah, it's just a program who had some success and hasn't had it in a long. time. I mean, they were two in the country at one point. I remember. Mm-hmm. Hasn't had it since. 
So next we had Washington at Oregon. Oregon was favored by 13 and a half. So Washington came out. They were up 13-10 at half. And then Oregon pretty much did whatever they wanted the rest of the game. Got a 34-27 lead. Ended up giving up a touchdown. Went for it on fourth in their own red zone, or in their own, uh, I should say, in their own territory. Uh, didn't get it, and Washington kicked a field goal. That was basically the end of the game, 37-34. I uh, saw Penix through for over 400 yards. Um, well, and Oregon ran for over 300 over yards, 300, I believe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Oregon offense looked good. It's just that defense really struggled. Um, kind, kind of the better. kind of the thing that we said has been would be Oregon's problem this year, if anything. Yeah. Um, but Hey, I got this one right. It felt good. Yep, Tracy uh, you know, Penix, Penix played well, and he, he's shown that he can play well in bigger games. You know, he played well against Ohio State a couple years ago at Indiana at Penn State, but then he's also had clunkers. But a good game for Penix and Washington. Uh, Washington's 8-2, and two, just like the Ducks, and there's it's another year where there's not going to be a Pac-12 team in the college football playoff. Not quite. There's one There's one last chance, but I don't think you see it. USC is USC good enough to get it in. there. Their, it def- would, their defense is way It would be way so Pac-12 bad. if USC lost to <clears throat> UCLA this week. U- US, U- USC, their defense is just, it's not anywhere close to good enough. They, it's, a, it's a Lincoln Riley team where you, you, net, you just never know. Defensively, they're so bad. Right. And then we've talked about it too. Caleb Williams, he just, he's so inconsistent. USC is going to lose another game this year. It's going to happen. See, I, I don't think Caleb Williams is inconsistent. I think that defense is what gets he him just, Yeah, but, I mean, there's games where you look at him for three quarters, you're like, man, he looks awful. And then all of a sudden he just turns it on. Yeah. And I just think against a good team, he's not, you know, oh, they're, they're I not going to be I able mean, to I figure that out. I, that, doesn't, I, that doesn't mean – whoever the fourth team is that makes it, right? This can't be a three-man three team. You're going to have – Georgia's going to be in there. Michigan, Ohio State, the winner of that game is going to be in there. I mean, the loser could be in there, the too. The loser very well could be in there. And I, Tennessee could be I, in there. That could be your four. Like, but if, like, TC, but if TCU wins it, out, they, yes. they're not missing yes. out. Yes. They win out. But TCU is not going to do anything against Michigan, Ohio State, Well, they'll be the four. They'll, they'll be playing Georgia. But I'm, I'm saying, of, of, those, of those playoff caliber teams, TCU is not going to... to I don't know. You know they I just, just they prove everybody wrong every week. Do. It seems like they, do. they just another team. I mean, Kansas State went out there and they kicked ass again. I mean, Baylor just they they have struggled this year. They didn't. I think they scored three points. And when we were doing kind of like our preview for the for the for the football uh, college football season, like I was either going to pick Kansas State or Baylor. You were just, big on Baylor, yeah. It's just Baylor seemed like the more consistent route. Kansas State just had questions with Adrian Martinez, but I mean, Kansas State's played really well the whole year, and I mean. It, if you're a Kansas State fan, you got to be happy with where your program is at. You just got to hope your coach, your climbing stays, and mm-hmm. um, you know Will Howard's a good backup when Martinez is gone. You're you're still going to be just fine. Deuce Vaughn is fun to watch. I mean, he's fine. He's just Did like a little him? little mouse runner. There, there was like a there was like I think it was like a wheel route, and he caught it at maybe the ten seven somewhere in there, and it was just one on one. And by the time he made his juke move, the guy wasn't even in the picture anymore. Like that, like he's so. I mean, he'll probably be what third, second round pick. Second, I would say, I would, I would say third, fourth. Like you'll say mid rounds. Yeah, just because he's too small to be a yeah, second round pick. Yeah, but he's but he's gonna be your like pass catching receiver. Yeah, it's just can he can he pass block? 
uh, is going to be his, you know, pass protect. That's going to be his biggest. He might be weakness. a third down back on a passing down. Right, is what right. It's be. exactly what. It, but but he will not be in there for protection. He no, is your valve. It, like yeah. defense is going to know if he's in there, it's to go catch. Like yeah. it, it might be a two running back set where you have a running back sure. back there to block, and sure. then Vaughn's going out for a, you know, an angle route or a swing or something. But yeah, he's fun to watch. Um, next, we had TCU at Texas. Texas favored by seven. Trace, you were the only one to pick Texas. How'd that go for you? Yeah, I mean, Texas offensively just really struggled in this it, game. Um, Ewers, you what know, is up at with, home? He just with, Ewers has not played well in a while. He um, hasn't. I saw Arch Manning was at this game. Uh, so he probably felt a little bit better about himself seeing how bad Ewers I looked. I mean, we, we talked about it. We talked about it that that Manning was going to redshirt because Ewers is the quarterback of the future, and you got him right now. I that I mean, and we That'd talked be, about that. That wasn't like I'm not saying you said like he looked really good, and he, something's going on. You just wonder if he's like if he's really recovered from that shoulder injury or if he's yeah. playing a little hurt, but. I mean, Ewers has a lot of talent. I really do think so. It's just he's he's struggling right now. And we got to. I mean, this is his first year as a it starter, is. and it is. He's not playing any cupcakes and stuff like that. I mean, we've talked about how the Big Twelve is probably the deepest conference this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even over the SEC, it just seems like literally every team in the Big Twelve every week will say, "Oh yeah, I could see them winning that game." Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that'll be an interesting. I because Arch is only a junior high school right now. I think, right? No, I think he's a senior. Is he a senior? Okay. Same. I mean, that'll be that'll I'm be sure. an, that'll be a very interesting. Sure he's uh, a senior in high school. That'll be a very interesting, you know, quarterback uh, competition. Whenever it does happen, and yeah, let's see, Arch, class of twenty twenty three. So, yeah, yeah, that would be this year. So next year. So I mean, that'll be interesting, but. Then there's still some talk about Arch. It's like he's, you know, he's playing in like a Division Five high school football league. So it's like, how good are these players he's actually playing? I mean, the guy's obviously got talent. He's got but, talent, and and you know, it's kind of like the Catholic Memorial in, in Wisconsin. It's like you have all these people that are Division One football, high level football players, but you're playing Division Four. So I mean, how good is the it? the thing? The thing about Art is like, obviously, his two uncles played at that same school, and and. Were great NFL players, so the, so it's, the name is just going to be make it. It's kind of like Bronny, you know. I mean, the name is just making him. I mean, now yeah. Arch is rated number one. Yeah, but how? We'll see. I mean, we'll see I how mean, quickly he adjusts. I mean, to he's it. probably going to be going to Elite Eleven and seeing how he does there, but um, he's definitely not. There's yet. still some question marks about him. Oh, I mean, for you got sure. you got to see if he can do it against a. For sure. You know the division one athletes, but I mean the dude's got barely six four two fifteen is what he's listed at. I mean again he's a guy who got offered by literally every school in the country, and he picked Texas. And were you surprised he didn't go to a Tennessee or an Ole Miss? Were you a little surprised by that? You know I was surprised he didn't go to the SEC, and then I kind of thought about it. I was like, oh well shit, Tennessee Texas is going to be in the SEC. So so dumb it is. Um, yeah I don't know. <coughs> I mean I, Sark recruited him. I guess that that was his biggest thing. I think it's tough for a for a um, a legendary you, you know a, a lineage player that that's following a legendary uh, you know dad uncle whatever you want to say uh, I think it's difficult to go in and and go to that same school so I think that's got something to do with it too why it was difficult and I know that's why Peyton didn't want to go to Ole Miss. Yeah, and I, and I mean, and Arch's dad, Cooper, he was a heck of a football player, too, until he got hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, he was a good wide receiver. He got sick, but uh, I mean, he was a really good, really good football player too. So it's not like, well, Peyton and Eli were his uncle. What did his dad do? I mean, his dad was on the track to go to the NFL as well. I yeah. mean, the Mannings are the are the football's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, it'll be kind of cool to see that and see see what happens there in, in Austin. Right. Uh, so TCU, you know, the, the crazy thing we were so we we're playing poker Saturday night, and this game's on, and I'm trying to get them to put on the. Uh, Oregon Washington game and they don't they stick with TCU Texas and it was three nothing at half yeah like, it wasn't it was an exciting just, game like, this is tough um, they had a long nice seventy five yard run by by Miller the the running back for TCU put him up ten nothing I think it was ten three seventeen three then um, it was game was over. And then Texas had a scoop and score to make it 17-10, but then couldn't get a stop. So, um, you know, TCU 10-0 now. Like, this is this is crazy that they're a, they're a top, you know, five team. But with the record that they have, that, that's that's where they should be. Um, so going over the records right now, Cody went 1-4. Penns went 2-3. Trace 1-4. Myself 2-3. And, and for the second Maybe third week in a row. Let, I'll go back and look. That is Rob with a with a college football victory. Um, he's he's coming. He's coming up now. Um, he won. Yeah, that is now three weeks in a row that Rob has won college football. So we have to start watching out for him. So for the records over the year, we have Cody at fifteen and twenty eight. Uh, Penn's twenty four and twenty six. Rob twenty two and twenty three. Trace twenty five and thirty seven, and I'm thirty one and thirty one. So we got five games this week to pick. So after we were just talking about TCU, we're gonna start with them. Uh, number four in the country, favored by three at Baylor, a Baylor team who just got handed to them pretty good by by um, Kansas State. So do you feel like two weeks in a row seeing that much purple is going to be difficult for Baylor? Or? What's the line on this game again? Minus three for TCU at yeah, Baylor. I mean, Baylor got their butts kicked pretty good at uh, you mean at home too. So yep. they got another home game here. I, you know, I keep saying I think tennis, you know, TCU is going to slip up, and I, I'll, I'll take TCU. I mean, I've, I've been so bad the last couple weeks. This will be the week that TCU shits yeah. the bed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'll take them. Yep. I think three isn't that big of a line. So I think if they're going to win, they could win by 7-10. But they've had a lot of comeback games, and they've had a lot of close games. But three, I think they can handle. I think at some point as well, this this uh, TCU thing is going to run. I mean, it's a great season, right? Like, if they don't make it to the college football playoff, it's still a great season. We have to remember, this is year number one for Sonny Dykes. Like, this is his first season there. It's impressive. I do think that they are going to lose a game this year. See, I think it could be the Big 12 title game. I think that could be the spot. I was just, see, Baylor, I think, is going to come out and put up a better product. David Randa's not going to let that happen two weeks in a row. But I just, I'm not confident in the, in the talent run. But now... They run the ball really well. Baylor, if Baylor is able to run the ball, they they can be a tough out. They have a, a freshman, um, Richard Reese. He's got an NI deal with Reese Pieces. Um, they also have a running back, Squirrel Williams. 
Like they got some good names down there. Um, but no, I'm gonna... nothing beats Jackson Dart. I love Jackson <laughs> Dart. That is a hell of a name. Just awesome. Jackson Dart takes the cake. <laughs> I'm gonna go with TCU in this game as well. Next we have USC at UCLA. Uh, UCLA is, or sorry, USC is favored by one and a half. Um, when I when I was putting these together. Um, I wasn't sure what, you know, it's so early in the week, we haven't gotten the new top 25 yet. Um, Not the college football one. Right. The AP we got. Right. Well, USC and, you know, UCLA was 12 last week after that bad loss to to Arizona. I don't know if they're going to be ranked, but we're still going to pick this game. I think they'll be ranked in the 20s in the college football. Um, So I'm going to take USC in this game. Uh, UC, UCLA, they just—I don't know. I can't. I can't it's, they're one of those teams you just can't project. And if I can't project you, how am I supposed to pick you? You know what I mean? So, USC's got the better quarterback. Um, I think USC's got more talent. UCLA has the better running back in Zach Charbonnet, but I'm still gonna go USC in this game. Really, this is pretty much a pick 'em game, right? One and a half. Like it's really a pick 'em game. I'm gonna go with USC. Yeah, I mean, we talked about before, UCLA winning this game would be the most Pac-12 thing ever, where it just it doesn't make sense, and this would knock USC for sure out of college football playoff contention. Um, I just I don't think UCLA is good enough. I think that UCLA is just a weird program where it's like they come out hot like they did this year, but then they're kind of like the Cardinals in the NFL from last year, where it's like yeah. they come out hot and they kind of just fizzle out, where, you know, I think they'll end up 9-3, and 8-4, but... Um, I think USC is going to win this game. It's a tough one at home for UCLA to, to lose again, but I think you lose at home to, to Arizona last week. That's an awful loss. USC isn't as bad a loss. I think that they're probably looking ahead to the USC game this week. It's and tough being a Got game. tripped up. Well, now now your focus has to be on USC, but yeah. I, I, I just I don't think they're good enough. Yeah. Next, we got Utah at Oregon. What do you got for me? Or Oregon's favored by three. Utah at Oregon. Yeah, minus three. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the points here with Utah. I mean, I know Oregon lost a tough one last week, uh, but I, I I like Utah. I like Cameron Rising. They're a team that I cheer for. Uh, but we'll see what Bo Nix we get. He's played really, 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 really well for a, a long weeks in a row. I think he's kind of due for a tough game. So. Utah could be a team that was not really having their target on their back anymore. It could be a team that could make things difficult. Right. So the last time Oregon lost, they lost to Georgia, and they strung out eight in a row after that. Now they lost a tough one to Washington, their rival. This is a team that pushed them. Utah pushed around Oregon twice last year, uh, once in the regular season, once in the Pac-12 championship. I think Oregon's got something to prove, um, and and they're gonna come out and um, know that they let that last game get away, and still has an opportunity to play in the Pac-12 championship because that was only their first loss in the Pac-12. Um, still have a chance at, at the Rose Bowl. Um, you, yeah, the, the, the playoff is probably out of their picture, but they still have things to strive for. First-year coach and Dan Lanning. Um, I, I, I'm going Oregon here. 
Wisconsin at Nebraska. Wisconsin favored by 13 and a half. That's a big spread. What are you thinking about that spread? I'm not asking you to pick the game. You think that spread's too big, right? Yeah. Like, that's I mean, insane. I think it's too big. That's insane. It, whatever I say for Wisconsin, they do the fucking opposite. I mean, that's so. insane. It doesn't matter what the hell I say. I could say they lose by, you know, I could say Nebraska plus 100 and the Badgers would win by 105. So, I think, I think the Badgers are the better team. They're still playing hard. Um, they got to clean up mistakes. You know, you, you've got your coach in the future who you're, who you're still playing hard for. I think 13 and a half is way too many. Uh, I, I just – an offense that scored 10 last week, I just – I can't I, – I, I need – I need those points for Nebraska. Uh, so I'm going to take the 13 and a half. I think Wisconsin's going to win. I just covering – maybe if this one was like 10, I would think about it. Anything under 10, I think I'd take Wisconsin, but 13 and a half is just too big. And here's the difficulty. We are picking these picks Monday night, right? Like, we're making this difficult. We're making these picks Monday night. But for those of you who are sending your picks in, you are also picking off the same spread. So I'm going Nebraska here. Uh, Over-under set at 40 and a half. 13 points with a, with a 40 and a half over-under. I mean, Vegas is expecting a blowout. I mean, you got to think if if it's thirteen, if it's basically two touchdowns with forty total points, twenty-seven, thirteen. Yeah, like you're not thinking of very high, but you know, whatever I say, it doesn't really matter. But I think thirteen points is way too many. I think the bet I'll take Nebraska plus thirteen. That's a lot of points. We agree. Doesn't matter, which means you're going to get it wrong this week. Okay. Next, we got Ole Miss at Arkansas. Ole Miss favored by three. I think it, it's really going to depend on, on K.J. Jefferson, right? No K.J. Jefferson, I'm, on, I'm betting my mortgage on three points. Like, I'm, I will take Ole Miss plus the third minus the three any day. K.J. Jefferson plays, it could be a competitive game. Um, I'm still going to take Ole Miss in this game. Kind of like we talked about with Oregon in the sense of eight and two season, um, you know they're not they're not playing for the SEC West anymore, but they're they're still playing for a top tier bowl game, um, and I think Lane Kiffin uh, is a very good coach at, at building things and finding things to, to build his team around, um, you know around that narrative. You know you can still have a ten win season. Um, you know, things are ahead of them. And, and Ole Miss wasn't supposed to be, you know, a top 10 team this year. So I, I, I like what they do. And, and Arkansas struggles stopping the run, and that's what Ole Miss wants to do. I can't believe this line isn't bigger. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think minus three is really small. Uh, you know, Jackson Darcy been playing better. He's up to a 15 touchdowns, seven interception rate. So that's, you know, two touchdowns already for every interception he throws. But Quinshaw Junkins already basically 1,200, 
1,200 yards rushing. That's True what, freshman. That's what they like to do. Jackson Dart as well, 508 yards on the ground. So they got a really good running attack. Uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss. I think that they're a good team. They have a lot to play for with getting in a big bowl game. Um, you know, possibly, you know, if Alabama were to lose again, they could get in even over them, even though that Ole Miss lost to them. But Ole Miss showed me enough last week that they're a good football team, and I think that Arkansas, especially without KJ Jefferson, they, I mean, they're going to struggle because they got down to their third-string quarterback last week. So. Yeah, their second string did not play well at <clears> it all. Really, just depends if KJ Jefferson plays, but I'm still going to take Ole Miss and Rebels by a million if KJ Jefferson ain't playing. Yep, agreed. That's it. All right, well, That's college football for you. All right, not not a huge big slate of of ranked games this week. I think we got two. Um, so, yeah, we because yeah. uh, yep. Utah Utah Oregon and then UCLA, UCLA USC. USC. Um, but yeah, hopefully the Badgers can get back on a better note. Graham Mertz maybe come and play a little bit better, finish out the season strong. We'll see. Uh, but hey, the Badgers win; they're bowl eligible. That would be the twenty first year in a row. I believe it's the second longest streak in college football. Uh, so we definitely want to reclaim that because if you don't, then you got to play Minnesota for the Axe. That's always an interesting game no matter what. Uh, but, yeah, send us your picks. College football, we don't need them until Saturday morning, Friday night. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead, send us your picks, and we will talk to you later.